Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Talking Strength. Um, today's episode was our first Zoom podcast, um, which will be pretty cool going forward. Obviously, with COVID, um, we've kind of had to adapt with a whole bunch of things. And being able to connect with other people all around the world means that we'll just be able to get more and more variety of, of guests on the podcast. So I'm quite excited about that. Um, so today's episode is with Coach Jens. He's um, co-founder of the PFCA, who are an institute based in London or in the UK. Um, and their main goal is basically to raise the standard for professional coaches in the functional fitness industry. Um, and it's quite cool. We kind of go into, you know, um, Jens' background and how this PFCA developed and, and his goal to inspire and to know make an impact on um so many different lives or a meta impact on so many different lives by impacting um trainers so we kind of go into the the nuts and bolts of that and um just have a really good chat he's a, a fellow south african boy like me um and we chat a little bit about that but it was awesome chat i really dig the guy um if anyone listens from the uk um or even you know around the world and you, you're looking at kind of bettering yourself the pfca have got a malta multiple of multitude of courses that is um a bunch of different business courses they've got some social media ones um and there's some there's some new stuff coming out soon as far as i understand so check them out i'll put uh, all the links for coach jens and the pfsa in the show notes otherwise that's pretty much it hope you enjoy um let us know how you liked the episode um and that's it um, all right, dude. Well, let's kind of get into it. Do you want to give us a little bit of a like a rundown of who you are, what you what you're up to, and why you're a, a bearded fellow on my screen? I suppose. Oh, James, I think it's I'm a fellow South African, and you wanted to have a beer with me. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> how how big a bio do you want? It's like one of those. It's one of those ones. It was like, oh, it depends where this is going out, what the message is. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> you could easily get lost. Just, just hit us, hit us with a, an elevator pitch, and we'll kind of take it from there and see where the wind blows. Oh my greatness! Well, I actually had to do one of these yesterday on a, on like a big business meeting, and we had to be like, right, who are you? And it was like, uh, okay, um, look, you know, I'm Jens, Coach Jens, uh, South African, born and bred, lived in the UK now for like twelve years. Originally came over for rugby, um, but you know just didn't work out as planned and and you know things just kind of grew into where I am today so where I am today is you know I'm a, I'm a father of two incredible you know incredible children uh, a little boy and a little girl uh, four and two years old um, but they are just amazing uh, I've got an incredible wife you busy yeah yes it's busy eh? it's busy bro. <laughs> um, I've got an incredible wife South African girl proper Buddha Macy, she's as good as they come, you know, Kalfun and Kombase. You're going to have to put yep. like a, uh, I don't know. Uh, like subtitles were. Subtitles, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what that means, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, so like I said, um, back in the SA days, I was playing rugby at the Lions after, after high school. And I was like, oh, this is why, you know, I always wanted to be a professional rugby player. And... Um, you know, for, for, 
for political reasons, I chose to leave South Africa. You and I both know what that means. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to go play rugby, the next best thing is England. Came over to England and like I said, it just, nothing really, nothing really worked out despite hard work and whatever. And, you know, there's, there's, there's deeper stories to that, but, you know, it's not really necessary. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do? I, had I did one year at uni um, doing like management sciences. I thought I wanted to go down the whole like accounting and consulting route, what have you. Um, and then I was like, oh, I hate South Africa. I need to get out. So I, was, I hate as in the, the politics side. Uh, yeah. We'll always love South Africa for home, you know. Um, and, you know, then... <clears throat> like try to embrace what was going on here from a rugby standpoint ended up in scotland so i played rugby in scotland for two years um nice. yeah that's where i'm from man mackintosh yeah it's the heritage well, right well, there. there it is that's the hardcore ground. that's the hardcore in here it's not the south african eh? Uh, <laughs> no scots no, are it's like not the, it's the scots scots are legends bro i love the scots so um did that for two years but i was like i wasn't happy i, I had like a like a semi-pro rugby contract where you basically, I just call it a paid amateur. You're getting paid to play rugby, but you actually had a job and you had to keep, you know, doing that job to put food on your table yeah. and all the rest of it. So yeah. did that for a period and then got stuck into, um, you know, stuck into education from a, an S&C background. Um, a, friend of mine, a friend of mine at the time, he was head of development for the Scottish Rugby Union. So across the country good, he was trying connection. to yeah bro he was trying to change you know like what you're seeing now with scottish rugby starting to come up a little bit that was his work you know 10 12 years ago where he was just trying to fix it from the ground you know from grassroots up and uh, i mean he's an ex vatikluf head boy <laughs> you know um so if there's one guy who's going to do it they breed differently there yeah yeah, so, you know, if there's one guy who's going to do it, it's going to be him. His name was Bosman Duplessis. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you can't get a more, more South African rich name right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well just put Pup and Vos right there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he got me into, like, doing some S&Cs, like, CPDs and workshops and looking after the juniors. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. I've been in the gym since I was like a lighty. I've always helped my friends in the gym. And I was like, oh, could I actually do this? So I was looking at just staying within rugby and, and, and just doing that. And it turns out the money is just shocking. And I was like, I've, I, you know, I've got who is now my wife, but at the time my girlfriend, who I was like, I need to provide for her. There was like, I was like, what am I going to do? I need to like set up a life. Eventually, I made a decision to head down to London and set up a PT business down there. And I knew no one. I had nothing. I lived in my grandmother's garden shed, bro. I'm not even joking. Um, literally a garden shed. We put a we put a sofa bed down and a mattress, and that's where I was going to sleep, while, and and a bicycle, so that I could just wake up, go work in the gym from you know five o'clock in the morning all day, get as many clients as I could, right? And it was horrendous. 
Yeah, man. It, I, I wouldn't... What season was this? How did that even... Like, you must have frozen your nuts off. Bro, you know those, like, gas heaters, bro? I had one in there just to keep me alive, bro. I'm not joking. So... Fuck. Yeah, right. so those first three months of setting up a PT business in London, knowing that like I had to make this work was just rough, bro. It was rough, and and like a bit like you know when you you know when you're single and you go out to a bar and like it's like it's like you don't pull, and then the moment you get a girl, then it's like it's just the easiest thing, right? It's like hundred percent. You just bet, bet, yeah. sixes <laughs> And then suddenly you land on it and you're like, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yep. the same thing. Like, I was just like this guy that was just getting bat all over the place in the gym. I was like, I don't get it. I'm bringing this rugby thing. I'm bringing this S&C thing. I'm bringing this South African thing. Like, like what's the deal? Anyway, and then a mentor of mine at the time, Aaron, he was like, dude, just, just chill. Just like focus on doing you. You be you. And, and the rest will come, right? Just train everyone like... Don't worry about making money right now. And literally that advice was the best advice I got at that, t- at that stage of my life. Within six weeks, I was running a 40 plus hour a week PT business in a gym that had 25 trainers in a commercial gym. And then Man, it's, it's fucking hard, like things just I call it like the landing effect or the airport effect. Like all these planes are constantly flying around, like looking for an, a, a, a runway. And as soon as something lands, it's just all the planes just continue going. Yeah, that, that yeah. runway opens up and you, you're ready to go. Yeah, and it was quite a it was quite a unique moment, and then, and then it was just about like exposure, right? Like just just being exposed to working with as many people as possible, dealing with as many different issues. But I always knew like I wanted more, and as I was diving into it, I was like, hey, I need to go down the the corrective exercise routes and the exercise rehab routes, and and all that kind of stuff. I went down like sports therapy and all these things because I was like, I'm just seeing so much like brokenness right people are just yeah, fucking right. broken people are a mess it's a yeah. mess up there yeah and that really sparked like like just a passion to learn and it was so, you know we are so fortunate to be in the fitness industry because you get to act like an entrepreneur right where you're like oh self-development and read this book and read that book like so like loads of people outside of our industry just look at us go oh, weirdo do you know what i mean but it's incredible we that do. we're in that position to do so yeah, we do the self-development, self-help books all in sweatpants. Yeah, that's the best exactly. part. It's like, yeah. I mean, right now I'm 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 barefoot in sweatpants and like a shirt. That's it. It's yeah. gonna work. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like it's the life, right? So, so it was like you know get get really deep into that. And I was just really enjoying the fact that I could be in the position to do so. And then I was like, you know what? I want to open up a gym. Like I'm good at this PT thing. Like let me open up a gym. So then it was like my my life's mission and somehow became a dream that I wanted to open up a gym. And I tried several and opening up gyms in London is really hard from a investment point of view, let alone just finding properties in London big so enough. As I said, more space, space, dude, space. But if I itself must just be a nightmare. Yeah. Ceiling height is one of the worst, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I get, I get mentees now. They're like, dude, I want to open up a gym and be like, okay, cool. And then it's like, oh, What's the ceiling height of that property? Okay, so no one can go overhead in a standing position. Great. Then we've got to find somewhere else. Um, you've got to change your whole programming perspective. Yeah. Everyone's or- doing landmine press or half <laughs> medium press. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a Z press, like just yeah, yeah. on the floor. It's like yeah. that's as high as you go. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. 
So you got a uh, new screening criteria when your client walks in. It's like, how tall are you? How what? What's your your wingspan? Oh, yeah, we can't yeah. take you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. We just can't yeah. work. We only would deal with people who cannot go overhead, which is pretty much the population anyway. So it should be it should be the case. But no, it was That's so true. funny, right? So, so eventually got a space, opened up my first gym at age twenty four, and it was like I wanted to bring like, you know, at the time. I mean, what we're we talking about now? I don't know. <coughs> I don't even know now. Like seven eight years ago, there was um, less than that. I can't even do maths now. Anyway, so six seven years ago. CrossFit was really kind of booming. It was it was like yeah. quite cool. The space that they were talking about was quite cool. But I wanted to like have the same looking space but bring a much more SNC kind of vibe, right? So I opened up this really cool place uh, with a business partner at the time. Anyway, and it did really well. Like it was a vibe. I had to learn so fast though because at that stage, I thought, you know, I'm a good PT. I've got a great name for myself, great reputation in the area surely all i gotta do is open up a sick ass gym and they'll come bro i couldn't have been more wrong like it's not yeah. if you build it they will come it's like if you build it great congratulations it. now yeah. you need to fucking do the work so you're just giving yourself more of an expense that's all it is yeah you built bro. it your, your, your bank account's fucking in the red and that's it yeah yeah and uh i then had to you know i often talk about learning rate you know and that 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 time was like sink or swim training wheels off the bike and it's time to learn you know you're going to fall on your face or you're going to learn you know either way you're going to learn um i invested everything into a like a digital marketeer coach right who taught me everything i i needed to know at that stage about digital marketing marketing in general in the fitness world everything and it was a very very like huge investment like when when people talk about cpd nowadays i actually get really pissed off with it like loads of coaches you know the coaches that you mentor and i mentor it's like oh i don't know if i can do that 700 pound course or that two thousand dollar course it's like (laughs) mate if you work in the corporate world cpd there's like 25 35 grand i mean that year i spent twenty four thousand pounds on literally coaching to learn about digital marketing that was a cpd do you know what i mean but i think it's something that i've seen in the industry and you'll be able to test it as well it's it's like it's gone the weekend course and then i'm an expert yeah you get your certificate at the end of your two days i spent the two thousand dollars and it's like these longer type courses and you know we've done the the prescript obviously and that's kind of where this all goes as well it's like that's 16 weeks it's like that's a, a lengthy period of time to start like really diving into your craft. And I find th- the coaches who are investing the time to actually go into those longer courses are just coming out with better knowledge. And, it, you know, we see that, like you're saying, in corporate as well. It's like a corporate course is 20 plus grand, but it's like it's not a weekend. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a corporate CPD from that side is six months, a year. Mm-hmm. Like they're adding on to their degrees, they're adding on to their craft. It's like, why aren't we tackling our industry in the same way? Yeah, and that's the problem, right? Because everything, everything just gets watered down further and further, you know. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, it actually does my nothing so much. And I think, you know, the likes of you, the likes of us, like where where I am now, our mission is to just raise the standard. But like, where the root is, it that's the problem. Um, 
you know, so just go going back. So like after I did the gym thing, the, um, the kind of relationship within that whole business started to get quite, quite toxic. And I was at a stage in my life where I was like, if I stay here, I'm never going to be able to achieve any of the things that I thought I wanted to do. But it was yeah. so hard to go from PT gens to gym owner gens. And then what was back. to go back, right? And like, I, I thought, oh, people respect me because I'm a gym owner. I mean, how many gym owners do you know that are fucking shit coaches? But for some reason, my ego was placed, was built on, I'm a gym owner, therefore I must be good. So it was really hard to just like kill that identity. Anyway, eventually did it. And then I went back to just being PT gens. But what was amazing was like, what I needed to do in a very short period of time, I had nine months before the end of the financial year that year to, you know, to accumulate as much money as possible to buy my family a home. I had a young, you know, Hunter was very young and I was, he was like three, four months old when I got rid of the gym and I was like, shit, this is huge pressure. But I was like, this is what I need to do in order to be able to achieve, uh, you know, what I want. And it just shows you what you can do when you put your head down and do it. So I did it. I managed to buy the house. Fantastic. But at that same change of identity, I was like, I need to make a big impact in the world. I've got something special to give. At the time, I developed a team. I developed trainers. A lot of my clientele that I was working with on, on a face-to-face -face basis with trainers. I was like, I've got a way in which I educate or communicate that actually is quite I'm going to use the word functional, but just easy to understand and just facilitate into what they need, you know, like a good integration. Yeah, it was, it was just beneficial to them. Like yeah. it made an impact. Correct. So you, you, you know, like there's, that's going around right now, but it's like, it's the impact over, that's what you need to do in your business. Okay. I want to impact someone's life. That's my goal. Yeah. It's, it's like as a coach, it's, it's like, purposeful. I want to make the impact. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did. Like what we're doing and it's interesting that you say that. I mean, how old were you? You were, what, 20? Uh, there, I was 27. 20, 28, yeah. yeah. 20, 27, 28. And it's like you've already realized it's like you're making an impact. Mm. It's like how many 28-year-olds, how many 35-year-olds right now do you know of that kind of just want money? They just chase money. Yeah. They're not chasing impact. They're not chasing other people's well-being. Yeah. It's like there you were 28, man. It's like that's a huge realization. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, bro. I mean, again, I've I've always been ahead of my time, you know. And I, I guess, leaving home at a young age, you got to do that shit quite quickly, right? Um, yeah, and man. I think I think that in itself is a, this is a story, right? It's like how how coddled and fucking protected everyone is these days. But yeah, so um, doing doing that part really of like reimagine like redefining my new identity was quite was quite hectic. And a good friend of mine at the time I played rugby with, who is now my, my business partner, I often refer to him as my non-sexual life partner. Um, 100%. you got to have one of those as a male. That's yeah, just how that works. He's so good looking as well. So and, it's and, great. And, and you're, yeah, 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 and he's jacked. He's, <laughs> he's so yoked. So yoked. Dude. It's actually frightening. Dude, it's he's, frightening. He's so, he is so jacked. He's such a machine, bro. But um, yeah, so him and I were like, in, you know, with his influence in the industry, loads of trainers were reaching out to him for CPD or where do I get in, you know, just so inspired by his story that they wanted a piece of that. 
and we were like, well, with my quote unquote brain and with his brain and, and influence, we can do something. We can really do something here. So we set up our first education business like three and a bit years ago. And that was to, we called it the Stronger Coaches Academy, the SEA. And it was a, a 12 or 16 week mentorship. There was one video each week and it was literally everything you needed to know about building your brand and getting more fulfillment from your from your career. <coughs> Dude, that's mad. But, that was three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So we, we built this incredible thing and the goal was we need to raise the standards. Anyway, in our first year, we did it. I mean, dude, for very little investment, a lot of time, but very little financial investment, we, we sold a shit ton of courses. But the problem was, was the cost was, or the, the perceived cost, i.e. the investment, was too high to make the impact that we wanted that's the that was the problem it's like well here's our course it's amazing it is quote unquote elitist but now it like scares all the shit away which is the shit that's in the industry so it was like well actually it's a bit of a paradox here it's like well how do we attract them to go listen this is what you need and should you do this you'll then go i can't believe i was not gonna like i can't believe i, met, I could have not chosen this course do you know what i mean it's scary. You know what, what I find interesting about that is like right now in the industry, and you'll know from coaching coaches, it's like it's the complete opposite. Everyone's yeah. chasing the elitist. Mm. Everyone's chasing to be the package, you know, the high high priority package from inside. And where you guys, once again, you took money out of the equation and you went for impact. It's like, and I think if more people went along those lines or like strive to make more impact and actually make an influence in clients lives other coaches lives you know the people you're mentoring it's like one the money's going to come by itself and two you're actually going to do some good mm. especially in the industry that we're like we're in the industry obviously to make money to live but it's like i'm here to make an impact and i think most trainers have some inclining of like that's what they want to do they might not know it 100 percent, but it's like that's what you should be striving for so mm. it's just interesting to see that your guys perspective was almost different or the, the complete opposite yeah I, yeah from, from well, what i see i think i think listen we are very commercially minded and we know how to make money i think what it what it was was more about how to understand well we need something that can scale we need something that can actually get the message across that is maybe less labor intensive but actually changes or has an impact has a, a meta impact as as your boy would say right and I think I think that's really that was unique. And then we basically we were <clears throat> we decided that we we're gonna we were gonna create this thing called the Functional Fitness Coach Level One, right? And basically that's the course we have now in the marketplace. But what it was it was like all these people coming into the functional training space, all these yep. gyms building functional training areas within the gyms, these commercial spaces, but yet no one knows what the hell they're doing. There, there's equipment there that they, they don't even know how to use. People are deadlifting and they should not be deadlifting with the form that they were doing. I don't know what it was. Do you know what I mean? So it was like all these coaches want to copy what they see on social media, but without the fundamental know-how on number one, how to, how to just see movement, how to assess movement, and then how to quote unquote correct it and then load it. And that was yep. what was pissing us off. It's like, hey, fine. 
If you want to do functional fitness because it's cool, let us give you the principles to make sure that it, we can do it safely. Because we yeah. know that if you were to program in a way that is quote unquote functional, I hate that word, but it is purposeful, it is meaningful, it is safe to do, and we can load and get stronger over time, then by all means, let's call it functional fitness coach because we can package it into something marketable and, and you know, does what it says on the tin. But when you come inside, we blow your mind. And then what was crazy was we, we thought we'd take our big course that we did as the SEA and then we we're going to do this watered down version. While we were constructing this, we, we, we then went into a meeting with some guy who's got a, this huge business and influence in the fitness industry and he was like, this is insane. I've got all these connections. Let's look to bring this together and we, we, we take it a whole nother level. And that was when we decided, yes, we need to rebrand because we need to re-identify as the professional standard. We wanted to basically re re rewrite the standard. So hence yeah. why the PFCA was born, the Professional Fitness Coaches Association, right? And the big word being professional. And yeah. and Oli, and you'll love the story, <clears throat> Oli's big driver is he comes from a very prestigious family of um professionals right his dad was a was a world-renowned hand surgeon uncles were leading lawyers and what have you right like top you know the, and he the standard professions correct and he comes from a yeah. proud indian family so it's like well these are the these are the levels that that you need to hit and him being in the fitness industry i.e only having a first top first class degree in sports science his dad he, his dad still like didn't respect it right so it was it's part of his mission to be like, dad, like this is a, this is a profession and I'm going to prove it to you kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is a crazy a good, narrative. A good, a good business partner to have if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Cause he's externally motivated to, to basically tell his dad, fuck you. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to make myself. Yeah. That's essentially what we're saying here in a yeah. subtle way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Cause it, you know, you and I both know it's all about meaning. If you can have meaning and purpose and it's, it's magical. So it was really, really, um, it was born on that. And then, and then now we've just got, we've, we've basically got into a position where we've built so much out of this business, where we now have a mentorship within these mentorships, we have different levels or, or different tiers of focus. Some are one-to-one -one focus for personal trainers. Others are for gym owners themselves. Oli's got one of the most successful gyms in Europe. Uh, you know, March on gym is an unbelievable place to be um, and you know so we've got all these strands within the business you know seminars short courses business courses what have you but what is what is the underlying thing about it all is we're here to contribute and to make an impact and what's amazing to see is is the impact that we have in people's lives from a from a fulfillment point of view and a clarity point of view how many coaches yeah. do you know that are just boshing out workouts because it's like, well, this is what I have to do. And it's like, there's no intuition, there's no meaning, there's no feel. Like I, I often have phone calls with coaches and they're like, I've got a programming problem. And I'll be like, okay, show me the program. And I look at them and be like, what's wrong with the program? It's like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, okay, I was like, well, what, what, what did the assessment show us? Okay, so the, the assessment showed, I don't know, let's just say, missing t-spine mobility yeah. yeah so 
yeah, lack of T-spine mobility, lack of core kind of strength engagement. That's it, right? Let's say something super chill. Then it's like, okay, and what 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 is the client's goals? Mm, I don't know. They just want to lose weight. So then I'm already thinking, okay, well, you didn't go deep enough with understanding the human being, right? Yeah. You don't understand their drivers, their, what they deem is, is success. What does success look like to them and how do they think they're going to get there? Then you haven't yep. looked at the programming and thought, how can I make this programming meaningful to the person, not just based on an assessment, right? And I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, how many coaches even happens. know how to do an assessment either? Well, that's that's a whole nother podcast in itself, I think. I think that's the True. missing link in 90% of all. And, and you'll see it. I mean, you guys, I've, I've seen, you know, obviously I haven't been privy enough to go take the course yet. And I, you know, it's one of the things I kind of have been looking at in the long run. But assessment is the way that we start. Hmm. It's like, there's your start point. It's like, learn how to assess the person and i'm going to emphasize the person in front of you because it's not about how they move or it's not just about how they move it's not about their limitations like you've just gone through there and that that example it's like who is this person in front of me mm. what's mm. their goal like mm. where do they come from what background do they have what's like why are they here mm. everyone you, you you know you're going to get clients and oh, i want to lose weight and it's like okay why no i just want to lose weight and like eventually it comes out it's like they've just gone through a breakup it's like i want to lose weight because now i i you know, I want to show my ex, like, look what he's losing out on. Like, those are the types of things that I find, like, I include that into assessment, especially in gen pop realms. And, and you know, most of the clientele that we're going to work with or client or, or PTs are going to work with, it's like, know the person you're working with. It's like personal training. That's the point. Personal. Get one-on-one. Understand the person in front of you. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, bro, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like, and then it's just the fact like, if you can't see how you need to tie all those dots into programming, into your language, I mean, I heard you on your podcast uh, recently, where just the word intent, like, f- fuck me, if another person says intent and they don't understand what they mean by intent i want to punch them with intent do you know what i mean like it's just yeah but it's funny how that that word suddenly just like trickled down in the industry and you you just see it like pop up and you're like but that's you don't you're not uh, yeah yeah i I got to that point where i just i throw my hands up and i'm just like i'm done i'm just yeah 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 i mean it's like it's it's like all of it right i mean that's it's like functional Intent and functional are going into the same category in my my life these I days. I think I think the next course we'll do is functional intent course. <laughs> <laughs> How <do> we, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, exactly it. I'm, I'm taking trade, that. Yeah, trademark that. Yeah, shit. just tra- trademark it now. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, like seeing the coaches that we work with, you know, in today's market is just really special. Seeing that they can take what is important to them, right? And I understand what drives them as, as individuals. Why do they even do what they do? Then figure out what is their unique skill sets for one and how to use that, manifest that even more so that they can kind of niche down on the kind of people that would directly benefit from said, said areas of expertise or, or specialisms. Yeah. And then be able to figure out what are their holes as well so that they continually fill up the weak links as well. And what's really yeah. cool is then you can see people just getting so much more fulfilled. I mean, like, you know, these fitness gurus. I mean, dude, 
I'm sure you get slid into your DMs on Instagram where it's like, hey, bro, the, let the me cold, help you 10x your clientele. Or, yeah. Let me get the, you to... The cold, the cold DM thing, just, it's one a day. Oh, bro, you got exactly, you got to yeah. get back. You no, you know what you do? You start a conversation. It's so much fun. <laughs> I have baited a few. The, the one was like, um, what do you want? Uh, I just said to him, I was like, I, I don't know what you want. He's like, oh, I want to help you. And I was like, okay, so help me. He's like, okay, but here's the link. You got to get onto this call. And then I'm like, no, man, I don't like stop your shit. No, just, the best, it, the best, bro, the best one I've I've got recently is some like, dude, if you're 18 years old. And you've got like some business brain. I respect that. Like, good for you. Yeah. I love that. But don't slide into my DMs and tell me how to run my business, right? So the guy goes, oh, he slides into my DMs like, I love your work. So I said, thank you. So it's like, seriously, bro, you're so inspirational. Thank you. And then he's like, do you know what? I think I, think I could really help you 10x your business. Click this link and we can book a call. So... I click the link, I take a screenshot on his Calendly, he's got like 500 slots available. So I take it, I take a screen. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit like going to a restaurant and like all the tables are free. Yeah. So you're right. So yeah, tip top tip from me for anyone listening Calendly only show one or two slots, even if you have all the time in the world. That way, you look like a busy restaurant. So so anyway, so funny, Bruce. So basically, take a screenshot, send it back to him. I was like, bro, do you know what this looks like? And he's like, yeah, I've opened my diary to, to make sure it can work. I said, no, 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 bro. Told him the analogy about the restaurant. And I said, I'll tell you what, my mentorship for you, I will charge you, I'll give you mates rates. I'm going to charge you 10,000 pounds a month. How does that sound? Just to like, I mean, it's not the price I charge, but I was just like, oh, let me just throw it out there. And, hey, and, Ollie, um, I've got a personal client just on the side. Is, is that all right? Yeah, yeah. And it, honestly, did the guy reply? No. He, he ran away with his tail between his legs. Bro, it's 100%. so funny. But And this is a problem, right? Because there's so many trainers who are in the industry with with nothing, right? They know that, that their experience through their minimal course whatever it was taught them nothing so they've got no confidence and then it's like okay how am i going to then use any of what i was taught you can't and then and it's like well let me pray on these guys to show them how they can get clients it's a, it's the yeah, whole well, thing's a mess but uh, i think there's there's like there's so many things to unpack there one the fact that like the the quick short course just kind of gives you the qualification go out into the world and you you don't understand you're a business owner. That's my first problem out of all of this. It's like you get a PT qualification and go out into the world and go and train people. Mm. Like that's fine. As bad as that is, that's fine and all. It's like what they don't teach you is like you're a business. You, mm. You've now got to actually run a business. It's like, do you understand how to do your books? Do you know how to do invoicing? Do you know how many PTs that I've mentored who don't have an invoice? Mm. They don't have an invoice template. It's like one of the first things that I give them as a package, like in the whole mental, like if I do one-on-one, it's like, here's a template for an invoice. Use it. Mm. Track your invoices. Oh, no, I've never done that. And I was like, well, let's start understanding that. It's like track your metrics. It's like, so one, business. Two, they don't know what they're doing. Three, someone comes along and dangles a carrot in front of you and says, I'm going to make give you 10 times the amount of money you you making right now. It's like, the young age of 18 if someone came to me and was like hey man here's 10 10 times the amount of money that you're making currently it's like let's do it 
again, you know, I think we were maybe raised slightly differently. It's like, I know that instant gratification is a lie. It's like, that doesn't work. My grandfather taught me to work. It's like, nothing comes for free. I'm going to bust my balls for six months, a year, three years, that kind of like you did in terms of building your business. It's like, nothing is just in front of you and dangled. So it's like, Mm. I find the current society that we're in, it's like, everyone's chasing instant gratification and like it, it shows in every space that we're in it's like there's instagram it's like quick easy refresh it's there business wise it's like if someone comes along and you know promises you the world in front of you it's like you're more likely to take it unless you're you know us and you've kind of been through the industry and you understand like it doesn't happen as a new trainer you're naive so it's like there's so much wrong and that's where you guys are doing so much right like that's why i look at you like pfca and it's like that's what should be happening like here's a company that takes you from being a little baby essentially nurtures you gives you all the different avenues of what you need as a business it's like you've got your marketing course you've got your social media side of that as well it's like then you've got the the actual coaching side and i think tying everything in together is what you guys have now done perfectly it's like you've gone through the steps like you're saying and it's cool to know like we haven't had this conversation before, but it's like, it's cool to see where it's come from. It's like, you, you guys have put the hard yards in. It's like, you spent, you know, you built that, that first course of yours, it's like 16 weeks or whatever it was. Mm. It's like, you've evolved that. And it's just continuing to grow. And now from an outsider's perspective of knowing you and knowing what the course and, and how your business is run, it's like, dude, like you should be proud, man. I hope you are proud because mm. it's like, I feel like, I feel proud for you. <laughs> it's good to see it. No, dude, you know yeah. what it is? It's, there's too many there's too many good people in the world not getting what they deserve. Mm. And it's like, dude, you're one of them. Like, it, I, I personally, that's just how I feel. It's like, I've always felt like you're a good guy. Dude, you've helped me out with so much stuff. And like, good people deserve good things. We're in a world right now where good people get fucked all the time. And it's just like, it does my head in. So it's like, it's so cool to see someone who's a good person doing well. It's like, and making an impact. And that's, you know, that's why, that's the people I keep in my circle. It's like, you're one of them Mm. for that reason. It's like, you guys make an impact. So it's like, of course, I'm going to be around you. I'm going to try and like, you know, lean on you if and when I need be. Mm. So it's just cool to see that, man. This is, we went off a bit of a tangent there, but like, just proud of you, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks so much. And I must say, I think that's one thing that we we really we really appreciate actually is the fact that we are very relatable. We've been there, we've done that, and and what makes us unique in in, in the fitness industry is not just our talent as a coach. You know, like coach on the floor. You know, I'm 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 proud of the coach I am, and of course, there's areas in which I can develop, but. I'm proud of the coach I am, but also from a business standpoint that, you know, the acumen that I've developed over the years and, and just the natural kind of nuance. The same with Ollie. Ollie is an incredibly strong business to business, commercial minded guy, as well as from a training standpoint, he's a don. Like him and I always joke, like should, should the PFCA fail and we just need to go back to PT, it will be an absolute blast. We'll just be like, performance coach thank you very much you know what I mean? and that's it um charge yeah charge, a, a, charge whatever you want and, and that's it right but but you know what's what's really exciting is 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 hearing it from you because that's the perception 
that we feel is authentic to us, but we're trying to really get across. Do you know what I mean? Because the hard part is to just give what you're talking about is just enough to get them on the hook, right? This instant gratification. Let me teach you this and you you come here. And yes, that does make commercial sense for a large portion. What we try to do there is we try to give as many things away for free as possible because it just yep. showcases how good we are. And that's only the tip of the iceberg because we've got so much more. And then on yep. top of all that, it's just, it's just as you say, it's just being able to give them from, from let's call it baby all the way up. And, and we are very proud of the fact that any problem you will face as a coach or wanting to start as a coach, we have a solution for that. Um, in the same vein, like the level three personal training course, you know, that like starting syllabus, whatever it is, we decided that we would take on a license because how it works is you buy a license to be able to do it. So we decided that we would take on a license provided that we could do additional stuff to get across what we feel is most important. So yes, the syllabus, you have to get it done. The people yeah. who wrote that syllabus, they are so stuck in 40 years ago that it's bro- it's, fr- it's frightening. It's frightening. It's frightening. It's frightening. Yeah. The stuff that we teach, they don't even know it exists, let alone deem it's necessary or even re- like relevant. But it is, right? But we know that if we were to put our spice on it, is it the best in class? No. If we were to write our own course, it would be best in class, right? However, it is the best that we could do, but it, we know that the coach that leaves our room, that put in the work, is going to be able to do something better than the next guy. And then it's about the business course and the marketing and all that kind of stuff to really kind of tie it all over. And what should be a staple is the FFC course for any coach any coach at any stage of their, their journey, unless they've spent 10 years learning and developing themselves. If you, like if a coach has done their basic qualification and nothing else, that's a sad thing to imagine. Do you know it's what I mean? Just, it, 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 to me, it's like you've had no ambition to be better. Mm. It's like you, the, the, all the information is out there. Let's be honest. It's like if I really, if I wanted to go and find any and every piece of information I wanted, it's Google. You can find it. It's there. It's available. It's free to, to get. Just yeah. people, are, people are lazy. Right. So it's like if, if that's the coach you're talking about, it's like I don't want that person touching my mom. Well, at all like bro, don't train my mom that's exactly my line i can't believe you just said that so my my driver is should my mom go to the gym tomorrow and there's a training reception i want to know that he did my my stuff yeah do you know what i mean but that but you know we we bring that analogy into everything from you know i used to use it when i was a paramedic and all those types of things it's like i want to be able to like i will treat this person as if i'm treating my mom yeah it's like, it should be the same thing in yeah. coaching especially in a gen pop setting and i think like I want to go back to the fact that you guys, you know, take them in from a baby. If you think like, we'll use that analogy. That's the best time. It's like these people doing cert three or whatever it is. It's like you're fixing the problem from the beginning. Yeah. And I've always said like, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Like that's where like stop ingraining the bad patterns or like, it's so much more difficult to unteach the shit that Mm, they've learned mm, mm. versus like getting in at the start and being like, Hey, we understand this is what you have to learn according to law. It's like, 
let's add more. Let's actually give you value. Mm. It's like, mm. you know, that's... Yeah, I've but had the people problem, reach out the to problem me in the is the fucking law, bro. The problem is the that, law. Yes. But like, that's the... It's, <sighs> that's the I problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Because in actual fact, it's just, it's just not going to change. You know, like... And then to go back to the other point that you said about no ambition... Do you know, it's, it's not about that, actually. I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes, a little bit. Sorry, James, just plug this mm. in. I'm going to say yes to a little bit of the ambition, but I'm also going to say it's actually worse. It's deeper than that. It's that they believe that they had an answer to every problem they were facing during the entire time. They believe that they had an answer. They definitely didn't. They definitely didn't have enough of a tool, like a, a toolbox, let alone a tool set to, yep. to actually solve said problems they would have faced routinely. And they fucking bullshitted their way through. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it's ego. Yeah. Straight up ego. It's, it's they, they just, they, they haven't, or they're not able to accept the fact that they don't know everything. Correct. So they'd rather just brush it under the carpet and pretend to know everything and just carry on. Bro, one of my favorite things to do would be like see something not going according to plan, whatever it is, and being like, fuck, I need to find that out. Like I, I remember like if you had a client who, I don't know, was struggling with runner's knee and you're, you're, you're trying to get VMO to switch on and you're doing shit and it's like, oh, it's not working. I remember in my first years of PT, I had three physios on my books for free. I would train them one half an hour a week just so that I could have them in my corner. Send me clients, but also could I ask you some shit? I remember then in every one of those sessions after that session with one particular guy going, I couldn't get my clients VMO on. What can we do? And I was like, try this, try that, try that. You know, and then it was one who was like, well, actually do this and then you'll see something change. And it was a whole relationship of, VMO and glute mead and adductor all working in like centration as one. I was like, oh, fuck. I would not have ever learned that if I didn't, one, go, I don't know the answer to this. And two, I'm going to go and find out. Yeah, man, but it's, it, it's exactly it. It's the fact it's like you're willing to go out and learn because you know you're wrong. Yeah. Or you know you don't have the answer. Correct. It's, that, that's the same thing. No, when I went through my injury, it's like no one could give me an answer. So it's like, okay, so I started researching. I yeah. started looking at, like I started reaching out to people in completely different continents. Like I was doing calls at like 2 a.m. in the morning with people in my time zone that didn't work to be like, hey, this is my problem. I don't understand what's going on. Mm, mm. It's like, but you know what that comes down to? Problem solving. Oh, yeah. That's what, the, that's what this industry is. The industry is problem solving. 100%. Like that's, that's how you should be looking at clients. It's like, they have a problem. Let's solve it. It's like, like you're saying about the programming. It's like, I'll sit down if I, I'm not getting the result that I intend to get out of a client's program. Like I ordered all of my clients programs every month. Mm. So every four to six weeks, depending on what their block is, it's like, I sit there and go, it's like, this is kind of where I expected things to go. Why didn't this happen? And like, I go into the whole thing. It's like, I look at their biofeedback. I look at their programming. I look at like recovery, like, that's the in-depth side I go into it. But coaches won't even do like the base level of that. Like you were just saying, it's like, just take a step back and be like, I don't know what's going on here. 
who do I know that knows this? Who do I not know that I could reach out to? And at the same time, you created a network. Mm. There was your business. Mm -hmm. So you took on three, you know, outside clients, essentially, who could generate income to you. Dude, I, I know so many trainers who would one, not even make the effort Two, think that that's bad for business. And I think that's the selfish thing. Mm. And three, they just don't care. They don't care enough if the client's like VMO is firing or not. You hit the nail on the head. Exactly. And that, <coughs> and that reminds me actually of the fact that it's like, unless you give a shit, get the fuck out of our industry. Do you know what I mean? Unless yeah. you actually but give a shit, get out. Because you know that you know that Spider-Man analogy. I use it a lot in a in a particular presentation, and it's yeah. like you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Like we as trainers have an insane amount of power, from a trust perspective, from a implying our own beliefs on other people. Like it's a joke, actually, what we what we get to do. And if you get that, if if you take that for granted, or you you yeah, if you just you misuse it if you misuse it a bit like but yeah correct like any superhero film who some guy misuses the powers then uh that's that's dangerous that is super yeah. dangerous you know from and i i think more so from the subtlety rather than the big stuff so it's like fine you don't know how to coach a deadlift you put someone under a barbell and you, uh, you know, and you fucking made them look like shit. They might have got injured, perhaps. Hopefully, they're more resilient than that. But hey, okay, fine, fine. You fucked them up. That's that's your fault. But actually, it's the kind of ones who literally feed so much bullshit into someone from their own beliefs, just imply or just like, do you know what I mean? Like, enforce yeah. something that it it's it's dark to come back from. Because yeah. you're, you're basically like, let's say you're a coach and you have someone for five, six years and all you ever spoke about was keto, keto, keto. Then you're not their coach anymore and now their relationship with food is fucked because anytime they look at carbs, they think I'm going to get fat. Yeah. That's way worse. 100%. I, I, it's, like it's, it's almost it's like mental manipulation over physical. It's like the, the mental abuse will always be worse than physical in my opinion. Yeah. Because you can't see it. Correct. It's so much dif more difficult to like fix physical abuse and this that's <laughs> well, come not that side, but you know what I mean. Physical abuse is like uh, you know, is this you why fix... you're single, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm single because my communication is shit. Oh, that's why I'm yeah. single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working. I noticed, that. I'm I noticed that. earlier you were like, "Oh, what's your why behind training?" Oh, because you know your ex. Bro, you're looking good at the moment. You're like, baby, <laughs> when I see you on the beach, you're going to be like, whose back is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to get yoked. That's, you know that, that, that simple saying, it's like <laughs> breakups make bodybuilders. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> nah, like communication. But yeah. in saying that, interesting thing, I, I've been um, diving into the communication realm just from you know personal experiences, I suppose. Mm. Man, I can really relate it so much to coaching. Oh. Sounds sounds completely like messed up. I think we, we kind of had the conversation. Oh, we were chatting about it with modern wisdom. Yeah. It's like I, I've been listening to some relationship coaches mm. about communication. Mm. 
for my business. Yeah. And it's it's changed the perspective of like how I'm going to communicate with certain clients because I can I can actually get across the message better. And it's like, you know, if my communication is shit to you, I'm never going to get you to do anything that I need you to do to benefit you. So it's like I looked at that in my business and my life, I suppose, or more my life, and then I kind of cross-referenced it into business. And I was like, my communication needs to be better. It's going to make me a better coach, so I might as well. 100%. 100%. I was... Um... I was doing some leadership co- uh, co- leadership consulting on Friday for a big, big, big brand um, on uh, on Friday, and the big thing that we were discussing was language as a leader, and you know the problem is that like as a coach, you feel that you get to say you need to do this, you need to that do that, you need to go for a walk, you need to get your steps up. Now, actually, that's quite that's quite much more of a, a dictator rather than someone who they can collaborate with, and it's the same yeah. thing in a relationship. The moment you try and attack someone and tell them what to do, it's only going to often find rebellion or some kind of defensive like pullback, right? But if you can facilitate a, a collaboration or a way in which they came up with a solution that you nudged them to that's coaching it's the same thing in relationships or anything right like the one there's a book that every coach should read it's called it's called motivational interviewing in health and nutrition i think it is and basically it teaches you uh, the 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 kind of nuance behind motivational interviewing and the biggest thing about that is just like you need to understand what is their drives what are their motives and then understand what they value okay what do they most value in their life right let's say losing weight for instance and then what do their actions look like and how do they marry most often there's a miss there's a mismatch right it's not they're not in line so then how do we then educate them on their actions and then feed it back to what can we change that brings it back to this which you deem is of high value high importance therefore it's meaningful and purposeful then through clever words and manipulation for a positive sense we can yep. then make them come up with the solutions themselves so it's a bit like if you said to a client hey the dictator coach would be like bitch your steps are shit you need to get your steps up depending on your relationship you might get her to walk maybe for a week or two right but it's going to dial down however if you said to her great well thanks so much for the analysis it's really cool to see um what do you think about the step count Oh, it's a little bit low. It was like, okay, well, for now, it's great. How do you think we could improve on that? What do you think we could do to get your steps up? All of a sudden, they come up with the solutions. that You, you can facilitate it. You can add yeah. levels to it. You can add further ideas. But they feel like they came up with a solution. That's coaching. You've created buy-in. Correct. Just by, by, by getting them involved and, like as you're saying, like getting them to give you the solution, it's like they've bought in. It's the same thing as like in any team environment. It's like if you get everyone in the team to participate and to give ideas, even if the ideas don't work, they feel like they've now part of the team. They there's buy-in. There's not just one person dictating to you. Yeah. And that you're right. That's exactly what coaching is. Coaching's coaching's positive manipulation. That's kind of how I look at it. I I say the exact same thing. 
I'll say the exact same thing. That's exactly what it is. So let's manipulate. Let's manipulate positively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the only time I'm for manipulation, I suppose. Oh uh, well, just... I'll tell you what. Like, based on what you're telling me about your ex, sounds like you need to be be manipulated a lot more, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if she listens to this, she won't listen to this. If she listens to this, <laughs> if she listens to this, she'll drop me a DM and be like. James, I like you. Thanks. Keep hinting it. <laughs> yeah. Instagram handle, Coach James. Just a subtle dig there. <laughs> Get me that um, one extra follower, James, please. <laughs> one, one extra follower. I hate that that's a thing. I oh. hate that that's how we measure and deem ourselves, but that's a completely another story, I guess. Brew, to be honest, like so, it's one of those things where I, and, and your boy, um, Jordan, he actually... He really fed this into me um, or, or something he said really kind of manifested itself in my in my mind. He was like, it's a fucking game. Just play the game, win the game, play the game, win the game. Exactly. And it's exactly what it is. And I love I love that analogy. And actually, um, so something really exciting is as of about two weeks ago, I decided that at the end of May, I'm stopping my I'm closing my two coaching businesses and going all in on the PFCA, going all in on the education company. And Man, I think that's the best decision you've made. Bro, honestly, best. it's incredible, right? And, and I'm, I'm so excited. But the biggest thing is now that there's so much clarity on my identity going forwards because it's so natural to me. So that yep. now social media actually doesn't feel like a chore. It just feels like a a way in which I'm sharing to the people that I believe I have a solution for. I have something to give. And it's a, it's a tool you can now use for your education. Correct. And bro, it's like you'll, you, you would have noticed like in the last 10 days and you'll see a trend going forward. It's like all of a sudden James is bringing a different kind of level. And it's because finally I'm not identifying as James, the PT in North London, James, the online coach, James, the educator, the mentor, the, business consultant, the advisor. Now, now I'm just like, Jen's the, the advisor to personal trainers or the educator, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, let me let me give you my best advice. Let me pay it forward. Let me pay it back and that's it. And that in itself has been such a game changer for this whole BS Instagram bullshit. <laughs> but it is like you created, like you said, you, you touched on that. It's like clarity. Yeah. It's like the, as soon as you find clarity, you know exactly where to put your energy into. Yeah. It's like if you're busy, not to, you know, not that you were doing a bad job of it, but it's like you were coaching, online coaching, educating, advising, teaching. Like there, there was so much, so many planes up in the air. It's like you've kind of redirected all the other ones, and you've landed the one that needs to land. Yeah. It's like and now, Beautiful. now it's like now it's all in. It's ready to go. You've got a hundred percent behind you. It's like you've done this before. You've created, you know, this essentially is your third successful business. Is kind of how I look at it. It's like we're through your phase of life and how you've moved up. It's like go all in, man. I think it's the best decision you've made, and oh, I think it's right. going to pay off in the long run. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know what? I'm very fortunate to be in business with someone like Ollie because he he wanted this to happen a long time ago for me to go all in but he was yeah. patient enough for me to come up to that decision myself. And like, that's, that's beautiful in, in, in itself. Right. And it was, and it was, it happened so clearly about two and a bit weeks ago 
I was in a meeting with Oli and, and our like design agency and social media agency. And we're busy like I'm presenting like all the buckets of the business, right? Like the education, the courses, the seminars, the the mentorships, the IP on the site, like everything. And then it was all displayed on this huge, like massive whiteboard, like four meters wide whiteboard. And then all of a sudden I saw it all on this whiteboard and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how have we created such a big fucking animal? How have I been able to do 20 plus hours a week of coaching running an online business and everything else on the education side. And how on earth are we going to take it to where we believe we can take it if I'm still fucking around with these other things? And that's basically well, that's, what happened. Right? Yeah. And I, I literally, and I joke about it, I went white. I must have looked like shit. And for the next half an hour, things were said in that meeting. James, my boy, I cannot tell you <laughs> what was said. <laughs> All I realized was I had clients that I've had for 11 years, some that I, I was like, I have to have the conversation with them. I have to let this person down. I have to let this person down. I'm going to break this person's heart. But for, I always knew that was the narrative. But for the first time, I was like, none of that matters. I don't care how uncomfortable that's going to be. This matters more. And it was, it was crazy, bro. So as you say, like that... All those planes were up in the air. I basically just blew them all up. I was like, you guys can go crash. I don't care. But you know what? Like, I mean, I do care and I care where my clients go and I put them all with amazing trainers. Everything's facilitated. Like, I was like, I was landing them at other airports. Yeah. But, but, but no, 100%. And thank you for that. Thank you for the wise words and stuff. Like, honestly, bro, I've never been... I can I can honestly say I've never been so excited. Like we've just we've got a headquarters we're moving into in ten days time. It's gonna nice, be dude. the office, the gym studio, the podcast. I'm gonna launch a podcast myself. Like it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be so good. And if we can just contribute, 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 pay it forward, and as you say, please God, um, the good the good stuff comes back. Yeah, man. Well, congrats, dude. That's, that's, that's the best way to end this. We'll kind of, we'll, we'll end it on the high there. Um, that's man. Congratulations, dude. That's Thanks, all brother. I can say. I wish you all the best. Uh, I know you're going to be successful. I just know you are. That's as simple as it is, dude. Thanks bro. So listen, when my, when, when the PFCA podcast is live, you're on. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we I'm talk, there. we I'm talk, there. we talk coaching smack hard. Yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. We can riff about it and see what happens. <laughs> Lovely, my bro. Thank you so much, man. Awesome, brother.